This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show live from the warehouse. 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Earlier today, Gordo on DJ and PK, Jim Beheim, head basketball coach at Syracuse, uh, was on with guys. He was the college coach, of course, of Jazz second-round pick Elijah Hughes. Um, really uh, thinks highly of his, his guy, Gordon, which you, you certainly would expect. But uh, if, if what uh, Jim says in this interview is true, the Jazz might have nabbed themselves a, a really nice player. Well, uh, you wonder why he was still available at number, what was it, 39? Uh, and I don't know the answer to that, but maybe Jim will fill us in. You know, one nugget he puts out here, Gordon, uh, he says uh, the last guy they had go 39 in the draft from Syracuse, Jeremy Grant. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he turned in to be All a pretty right. nice player. He did. I mean, if they could get uh, a player, I mean, they're different types, Elijah Hughes and Jeremy Grant, but if they got that like that type of NBA player out of that pick, that's a home run. No doubt. No so. doubt. I'm eager to hear what uh, Jim had to say. All right. Uh, the guys started out with Jim Beheim uh, talking about how he first became aware of Elijah Hughes. Yeah, I saw him get 46 points in a game against my oldest son in a summer tournament and said, holy cow, look at this guy. But he had already committed to East Carolina, and, you know, we just have a policy of not recruiting somebody. I knew he was better than that. But he decided, you know, he stuck with his commitment, went down there, and, uh, you know, he just didn't feel it was the right situation. So he came in here, sat out a year, and then played. And uh, this Utah's getting a very a, a better player than people ex- really expect we didn't have a great year last year so i think he was a little under the radar i mean he led the acc in scoring he's a three-point shooter accurate he can drive he can pull up uh and he can make plays for other people he's a, a guard type player he can play the two or three really he's a two he's six five and a half about 215 very athletic guy and probably one of the best teammates you could have. He gets along with everybody. He still goes home, spends time with his family. Uh, really, really good young man that will surprise people. Even though he's picked fairly high, there were teams that called me about him who had picks at the end of the first round but made a trade or did something that they didn't have that pick. But I think he's a first-round pick. I think he's going to play in the NBA next year. So you obviously know him, and you know what an NBA player looks like. I think you've had 40-some guys over the 40-plus years you've been at Syracuse, so you can speak to this very much. So how much do you think this weird situation with the COVID and the no workouts individually the way they used to with the camps and being able to meet as many people, do you think that played into maybe he being a little bit underdrafted? It might have. You know, I know we had a couple workouts that people saw that were good from everything we heard back. But, yeah, I mean, I think that can be a factor. But I think if you watched them play last year and the teams that watched the tape, 
you know, he got his own shots against teams like Virginia and North Carolina and Duke that are good defensive teams. Uh, he can get one thing in the NBA that I've always felt separates NBA players is the guys that can get their own shots. And there aren't a lot of, there, there's guys that can do that, but they're not a, a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the NBA that are good players, but they don't, they can't, with 24 second clock, it doesn't matter how good your offense is. Um, you're going to have situations where somebody has to put the ball on the floor and make a play. And Elijah Hughes can do that. And I'm not sure all the guys in the draft uh, can do that. So, again, I think Utah, Utah's got a good team. I watched them play. Uh, they got a great coach. I know Quinn Snyder very well. Um, Elijah Hughes is going to help the Utah Jazz, I think. Uh, he's uh, physically ready, mentally ready. Uh, you know, he he was a great leader. We had a freshman point guard last year, no seniors, uh, sophomore shooting guard, very young team. But by the end of the year, we were playing good basketball, and I think Elijah Hill was a big part of that. We won six league road games in the ACC, including at Virginia, places that are very hard to win, win at. But, so, I mean, he's a really good leader. And he's going to surprise people in Utah, I believe. So, Jim Beheim joining us, Syracuse men's basketball coach, Elijah Hughes, the Jazz second-round uh, trading for him for the Pelicans second-round draft pick. Obviously, you're playing a lot of zone, and now he's going to have to defend the pick-and-roll uh, man-to-man in the NBA. How is that transition going to be for him? You know, we play man-to-man every day in practice for an hour. You know, I think people forget that. I mean, we are a zone team during the game, but during practice, we play every day for an hour. We've had, you know, Deion Waiters and Jeremy Grant and a bunch of players who've gone on and become, you know, really good, solid NBA players. Michael Carter Williams, uh, a number of guys. Uh, Elijah's a good defender, and uh, the NBA. Uh, they play defense the way they want to. They they teach a different. Each team really does something different defensively. Whether it's more switching like some teams, or you know different ways to play pick and rolls. But Elijah Hughes is a very good athlete, and he can move his feet. And when you can do that, you can learn how to play defense in the NBA. One of the things that's always uh, I've always been critical of the uh, at least the analysts when leading up to the draft, they make it sound like you're ready for retirement if you're 21, 22 years of age. <laughs> and I, you know, to me, if I can get 10 years out of a kid, especially a second round draft choice, I'm, I don't care how old he is, I'm going to take him. Do you think that's a fair knock on players? Well, he's 22, so whatever he is right now, that's exactly what he's going to be for the next 10 years. No, not at all. I, I think that, I think that, I think that's really, uh, really a myth. I think there's some guys that take a little longer in college and and uh, to be ready to get prepared. Other guys, you know, I, I think it's easy to tell a freshman that's very, very talented, and and some of those guys do work out. Some of them don't. You know, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a really. Uh, a guessing game a little bit with players going from college. I mean, you know the top two or three usually, uh, but once you get by those top, especially by the top lottery picks, it's a guessing game. You see a lot of guys that don't make it who are still drafted in the first round. 
But I think there's guys now that have been coming out the last few years who are a little bit more experienced who have made it in the NBA. And I, I think that's really a, a big key, I think, with the, with the NBA, getting guys that are mature and more ready to step in and play. And I think Elijah Hughes is one of those guys. But I think the main reason he can play is he can get his own shot. And he's a very good three-point shooter, but he can also put the ball on the floor. And those are, are qualities that translate to the NBA. You know, all the years that I worked with the Olympic teams and all the young players that we used to practice against the Olympic team, NBA players that stand out are guys that can get their own shots. And you're either a great shooter or you can get your own shot. And if you, if you can do those two things, you have a chance in the NBA. And Elijah Hughes has, has that opportunity and that ability. And he's a very mature young guy. So, you know, whether you're 22 or 23 really is irrelevant. You've got at least 10 or 12 years ahead of you uh, to play basketball. And the other thing, he's never really been hurt. He's always played through everything. He uh, is in great, great physical shape. And, uh, again, I have no doubt that, you know, I'm not a coach that over-exaggerates his players. This kid's going to be a good NBA player. And Utah, I think, uh, a guy that could play a lot of minutes in the second round, which is uh, which is pretty good. It's curious because – our last player that was taken in the second round was a guy named Jeremy Grant at 39 in the draft. I same forgot. spot. Elijah, 38 or 39, I forgot. 39. Yeah, same spot. Isn't that a coincidence? <laughs> I, think Jeremy, I think Jeremy Grant's worth about 10 or 12, $15 million a year right now, isn't he? Yep. <laughs> Jim Bay, I'm joining us, Syracuse men's basketball coach. Elijah Hughes uh, played for him for a couple of years after one year at East Carolina and then transferring to Syracuse. And I'm curious, you've mentioned that uh, you think he's a really good teammate, that he gets along with everybody. You've mentioned how mature he is. Uh, you know, reading up on his family a little bit, uh, his dad's in information technology at IBM. His mom is a counselor at a methadone clinic. Did you get to know the family much and, and the influences that shaped him? Obviously, he's sixth of seven kids as brothers and sisters uh it's a great family they really hang together they drove up to every game we played and uh elijah went home you know a lot of kids once they get to college they're just in college and they want to go out and you know hang out in college he he would go home a lot you know every weekend we'd have a a couple days off he he would be home with his parents and family and you know you don't see that that much in kids anymore uh, usually once they get, to, I have a daughter who's in college. Once she gets there, she's there. She's, she's not coming home a lot and she's like an hour and a half away. So yeah, he's a really family, uh, oriented kid and, uh, he's just a nice kid. I like, I mean, once you touch base with him and you see him, he's just a, an easygoing, really nice kid who's a very fierce competitor on the basketball court which is, you know, that's the kind of guy you want in your program. And uh, I, I just think he's going to be a, a big factor. Uh, I have to visit him in Utah. My favorite restaurant out there, Vultures, is uh, right downtown. So I'll have to try to make my way back, be, be out there to, to see him play. Once, once we can get on the road again, which probably isn't going to happen real soon, but hopefully will happen, 
uh, with the vaccine being available now. So you mentioned three or four guys that we know that have gone on to the NBA. I was wondering if you can make any form of comparison with anybody that you've had that's gone to the NBA that we can identify as a possibility in Elijah Hughes. Well, offensively, he's a little bit like Deion Waiters. He's bigger. Uh, Deion's a little more explosive. But I think Elijah's you know, a little better shooter, a little bigger, obviously bigger, uh, a real big guard. You know, I've always loved Donovan Mitchell. I think he's from when we played against him at Louisville. He's one of the best players uh, that we played against. And, uh, you know, he's that kind of a player. He can put it on the floor and make plays. Um, I'd say he's a little bit like those two guys. Uh, They come to mind with Elijah. He's really a guy that can shoot it and score the basketball. And yet, you know, he's got good size. Coach Jim Beheim, Syracuse Benz basketball coach, joining us. And uh, Coach, uh, before we go, I see what you did there with that nice plug for Valters. That was that was nice the way you just you just slid that in there. Just a little local knowledge here: if you're going to go there for dinner, you have to plan around if the Warriors are in town because Steve Kerr likes to rent the whole place out and they just shut it down. Unless you're tight with Steve and you can get in on his team dinner and he can pay, which I guess you know that'd be good because Valters is a little high end. We've been going there since it was in another location, so I don't know. We've got a little in there. We've been going there for a while. But, right. uh, it's, it's a great place. You know, you, you don't find an Italian restaurant like that out west too often. <laughs> well, well played. That was well done. You just, uh, you know, never miss a thing. That's why, you know, you're Jim Beheim and it's not your first rodeo. Veteran. <laughs> Veteran move. Veteran move. There you go. Jim Beheim, Syracuse head basketball coach, on with DJ and PK earlier today. If you missed part of that, it's up at 1280thezone.com. But, uh, Man, you heard... that, was, that was really enjoyable. Yeah, it was a great interview. I thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was the second time I've heard it. It's, yeah. I, that, <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, stranger things have happened before, but uh, Jim really thinks this guy's going to prosper with the Jazz. So, uh, well. The one the uh, one point that really landed with me, Gordon, was uh, him talking about being able to create his own shot and how that's not a skill everybody has, even at the right. NBA level. And then referenced the Virginia game last year. We know what kind of defense they play at UVA, unfortunately, in my case, being a Virginia <laughs> Tech fan. But, I mean, it's, it's top-notch. And if he can have big games and go out and, and create his own shots against teams like that, I, what he's saying makes a lot of sense to me there. But if you're the leading scorer in the ACC, why don't you go with 439? That that just seems crazy to me. Because well, everybody wants a shooter. Right. But, I mean, we, he talked about Jeremy Grant. Why didn't Jeremy Grant go before 39? Yeah, true. I mean, there's just, you know, different teams. Uh, Steve on Smith Sr., uh, said to, to me on the air once, and I can't remember the exact phrasing he used, but he was talking about NFL general managers, and he said, you know, there are a lot of dumb general managers out there. <laughs> but, mm. but the, you know, you never know what a team's looking for. I, I would imagine what Beheim talked about with him going home to see his family, um, you know, as opposed to you know, a lot of other college kids, when they get a weekend off, they like to go hoop it up and, you know, have a good time. And he preferred to go uh, back, drive, what do you say, an hour and a half home to, to go see his family. Like, you know, that sort of stuff uh, uh, lends itself to the jazz like character guys. They like family guys. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I bet that was attracted to them uh, as far as the personality trait goes. Well, too. Why, why does anybody else like that? Well, maybe they do. They just prioritize things differently. Mm hmm. 
So I, I I don't know. Maybe they doubted him for a variety of reasons. What I do know is your draft status or your draft position does not, you know. Rudy Gobert went twenty seven. Tom Brady went in the sixth round, you know, or seventh round or whatever it was. I mean, do you think a, a bunch of people were looking at Tom Brady going, you know, I he looks like a nice player to me, but why did he go in the sixth round? Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm usually somewhat skeptical about a, a, a guy who's drafted 39th. I, I just uh, are that are that many guys wrong about a player? I and I know that there are outliers in that regard, and maybe this is one of them. But again, we're talking to the college coach of said player, um, and he said that he doesn't uh, use hyperbole in in uh, boosting up his his former players, but uh, I, I don't know. I guess I guess I'm kind of looking at it like I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, and, and maybe I will see it. You know, I'm not saying that that will not be the case. I just don't know. Yeah. Um, I, the, the, you see, there's always how many, would you say, Gordon, second-round picks that end up being pretty good players, you know, like four, five, yeah. six? Well, we can, I mean, I mean so well, we can what get, was Manu Ginobili? Right. What was Paul Millsap? So, you know, you're you're looking for different things in the second round. You're taking more chances because it's less of a sure thing. Um, you know, they they obviously saw something in this guy that they liked. I mean, we've we've seen second rounders for the Jazz come and go. Like, remember the name Olivier Hanlon? Yeah, neither do I. So who <laughs> you know, who who knows? But if what Jim Beheim's talking about right there, I could see why maybe the Jazz were well. They traded back to get the pick. I could see why they liked him. They want, I could see why they wanted to get back in, if that true proves to be true, of course, which is all mm-hmm. you're pointing out. Uh, all right. We're live from the, the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Don't forget about their Orlam location as well, 86 East, University Parkway. Tom is on with us once again. What's going on, Tom? Jake, we have not talked about the custom sectionals, the Claytons. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Those are always very popular. If you are looking for... A nice sectional, a chase sectional, or a U-shaped sectional. This is an incredible deal. Um, There's nine fabrics to choose from. You can choose the color you want. You can choose the accent pillow you want. Our competitors are $17.99. We are $11.99. This is one of the Jake Gordon Big Show specials. And uh, lots of people are loving them. You need to come see the difference between custom furniture and just out-of-the-box furniture. It's a it's a big difference. Huge. And it's affordable. And then last but not least for this break, we have to talk again about the King adjustable bed. Okay. This is the Solid King with the Bluetooth module, so you can do it with an app on your phone or an Alexa or a Google Home. Uh, the base is twenty two ninety nine on Amazon. We're going to do it with a mattress. It's about a $2,200 mattress. It's, I have two options, a gel-infused, really nice 13-inch hybrid, or an all-memory foam, gel-infused memory foam mattress. We're going to do the whole package. Not for $4,900. we are going to do it for $1,500. Wow. That's amazing. It's a deal. There's a couple of upgrades. You can get uh, a latex mattress. With the same adjustable base for seventeen ninety nine, the latex mattress by itself is a thirty seven hundred dollar value. Wow! So it's a big deal. Come and see it us. Is. Huge. All right, eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. Don't forget about the Orem location as well. Eighty six East University Parkway. 
It is the warehouse. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. More next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Breaking news. We have breaking news. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN is reporting. Free agent Jordan Clarkson has agreed to a four-year, $52 million deal with the Utah Jazz, according to his agent, Rich Paul of clutch sports so jordan clarkson coming back to the jazz gordon and that's a that's a long-term deal that's um he's going to be here for a little bit four years 52 million dollars they uh, well we knew that they really liked jordan and bringing him back was going to be a priority and there you go yes that's uh there's no doubt about that and he he does exactly what the jazz needs someone to do off the bench he scores Yep. You know, I mean, that, that where would that bench have been without him last year? Well, we saw what it was like before he got there. And so the Jazz were obviously mightily impressed. What about the uh, dollar figure? That's about what we expected, isn't it? I mean, I, I think that's right in that range. Yeah, it is. It, it is. That's a. I think that's a decent deal. I, I think Jordan plays a role on a team, and I think the role that he plays is, is worth that in, in today's NBA. And we're seeing, you know, those Lou Williams types. I mean, the, there mm-hmm. there is real value um, to propping, excuse me, propping up your bench with a player who can just flat out come in and score. And if if you got a player that can score and score in bunches, and uh, do so really when they're the focus of the other team's defense and still get that done, there's so much value there because we saw how rough it was for the Jazz when they didn't have scoring coming in off the bench, Gordon. I mean, it was right, rough. And- and so, I mean, this is he's valuable to every team, but I think he's even more valuable to the Jazz because of the way the team is constructed. They don't have explosive scores coming off the bench. And so, yeah, he fills that role, as you were speaking of. And, uh, yeah, I, this makes perfect sense for the Jazz. I think we could have seen this coming. We just weren't absolutely sure about where Jordan was coming from. He seemed to like it in Utah. He seemed to like his role. He seemed to like his teammates. He seemed to like Quinn Snyder. And uh, now we know it for a fact. Now Tony Jones, our friend from The Athletic, just tweeted this out, Gordon. Derek Favors has committed to the Utah Jazz. Oh, wow. So I don't – committed is kind of a funny word. I mean, it doesn't say signed or, or uh, officially, officially, official, official. But uh, <laughs> but that's interesting. We we knew the Jazz would certainly be interested on their end in uh, in bringing him back, but we didn't know if the price was going to be right. I, I wonder if that – is that the mid-level? I mean, I, I'll be curious to it, see it what that – It must be. What else would it be? Well, I don't know. Maybe the biannual. I mean, Derek oh. didn't have a terrific year in in New Orleans. So he would go for he would go from eighteen million or whatever it was a year down to the to three and a half. That seems yeah, a little extreme. I don't know. Maybe it's short term. I mean, Wesley Matthew, West Matthews just signed for three and a half million. I mean, I, I, Derek Favors is worth more than that. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. I, d- I don't know, Gordon. I'm not sure. That's what I'm saying. I'd be curious. I-, I think, you know, as much as I like Derek Favors, I think you could use that mid-level much more wisely in a different position. But Well, okay, then this brings up the question. If you're going to bring Derek Favors back, are you going to are you going to move Bogdanovich to the three? No. And I then think- have Favors play the four? Or are you just going to have Favors back up Rudy Gobert? And if you're going to have him back up Rudy Gobert, then what are you doing with uh, with uh, Udoka? Well, he might. that might be uh, him 
Doke going to the G League for a little while. Uh, I yeah. don't think you bring Derek Favors back to start. I, I don't think that worked when they tried it the first time. So uh, We and, asked Dennis Lindsay about that, and he denied that it didn't work. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, w- I don't know. My opinion, I would be surprised if that's what he came back to do. I think he's coming back to be the backup big. Um, Maybe there are times when when the Jazz need more defense uh, near and around uh, extended from the basket where uh, they think uh, Derek can help in that regard. I don't know. All I know is they were nowhere near as good defensively last year as the year before when Derek was in the lineup for at least part of the time. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, Favors and the Jazz, according to Tony, have agreed to a three-year, $27 million deal. The third year is a play, uh, player option, and they used uh, most, yeah, uh, that's basically all of their mid-level exception on Derek Favors. So who are they going to go after with the buy? I, 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 hmm. I don't know. Uh, what do you? I mean, you you agree that the Jazz are much better defensively with Derek Favors than without him? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I mean, I thought when Derek was here, even when he was starting, he was the best backup center in the league. That's right, probably... and so and so, what does that mean? Does that mean that he's better playing alongside Rudy Gobert, or or does that mean he's he just bolsters the bench? Well, I mean, you keep asking me that question. I think he's going to pull come off the bench. I, I think it was even when he was starting when he was here the last time, he wasn't really starting. He was he was playing a couple of minutes and then rotating off with the bench unit. I mean, that's, there's more than a couple of minutes. Five at the most. I mean, so I, I don't know. Yes, I think he's going to have that backup center role. I think that's what they're bringing him back to do. Hmm. Well, uh, I think the Jazz just got better. Yeah, I like I like Derek Favors, and I think that's a that's a good role. I I do worry that they're not really adding another wing player. That does concern unless me. Unless they use the other. I know, but what kind of wing player are they going to get for three and a half million bucks? I don't know. I do not know. Or are they really that high on Elijah Hughes? Well, as you pointed out, or, it's a second round pick. So, or are they higher on somebody who they've already had in the fold? Who they want to retain? Uh, I, 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 I'm not sure. I don't know where they're going to go with that because they kept talking about wanting a uh, a defensive wing who wouldn't hurt them at the offensive end. We heard them say that. We heard Justin say that. We heard Dennis say that. So it must have been on their mind unless they were trying to divert attention. So let's see here with the the Clarkson signing. Uh, not necessarily the favors one. Utah's now. This is coming from Bobby Marks of ESPN. Utah's right at seven million dollars below the tax after the Jordan Clarkson signing. Uh, Thirteen players under contract, including five partial or non guaranteed contracts. Uh, so Derek signing that deal will put them over the tax, but still not up against the hard cap. Hmm. Okay. Well. Well, that was was an action-packed couple of moments there, finding out Jordan Clarkson's coming back and Derek Favors, too. Now we're waiting kind of, uh, Gordon, to see Donovan Mitchell and the the news there. Mm -hmm. Um, I I anticipated getting that news pretty quick, and we haven't seen it today. Um, We did see – let me see. Let me see if I can bring it up here. We did see De'Aaron Fox – uh, resign with Sacramento, and it could give you it could give us kind of a uh, an idea 
on what uh, what Donovan could be looking at. Give me a second here, and I'll I'll bring that up as I went away from the page for some reason. But uh, it was a, a five year deal, uh, and I think Donovan's really better five than years. Yeah, huh? uh, and I think uh, he's better than uh, than De'Aaron Fox. I, I think you agree with that too. Yes, I do agree. De'Aaron Fox is pretty darn good though. Here it is. De'Aaron Fox. Oh, yes. Very good. I couldn't agree more. Five years, $163 million max extension, but it also has a clause to reach the $195.6 million super max if he were uh, wow. el- if he were eligible for it. I wonder if, if Donovan – I didn't even know something like that existed. I wonder if Donovan would work something like that in his deal. <laughs> wow. Well, I do just uh, – I mean, I haven't heard this from anyone specifically, but – Donovan Mitchell has to be the Jazz's number one priority. I mean, that's that's plain as the nose on your face, isn't it? Yeah. Oh well, I I don't think. Um, I mean, Donovan's a restricted free agent. I don't think Donovan's going anywhere. It's just how many. The 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 curious thing to see with Donovan is how how long will his contract be? Yes, that's always the tricky part. Right. Because I I think the Jazz um, will give him as much money as they possibly can. Yeah, I um, agree. Because that he is their priority, right? Well, I mean, and and you forget when you're still in that rookie process, you're still a max deal for Donovan isn't the same as a max deal for Rudy, because they've been in the league longer, so that figure right. goes up. So we mm-hmm. we throw around max deals with these rookie extensions, but they really aren't necessarily like max max deals, and so they'll they'll give Donovan as much as they possibly can. Uh, he'll sign it, but it's the question is, is it going to be three with an option for four or four with an option for five? Man, if it's the latter, then that says a lot about Donovan's commitment to the Jazz. And uh, I, I, But I don't know what it's going to be. Aren't mo- Don't most of the guys go with the former? Yeah, most guys go with the short term. Yeah. Um, and, and it actually makes sense because then you can c- become a free free agent uh, sooner and you can resign, you know, you can sign your next contract sooner. So you get those raises faster. So, but you do get the, I mean, like, remember Kevin Durant signed the longer deal with Oklahoma city. Mm-hmm. So you get that, you know, stability, I guess. So, uh, but like we saw Darren Williams, for example, Gordon, he went with a short one when, uh, when he resigned with the jazz, Yes, he did. Gordon Hayward went with a short one when he resigned with the jazz. Yeah. Well, uh, man, this is this is the kind of action we were waiting to see. Here it is. Um, I I think that's just a matter of time. We'll hear about it soon. It's just a matter of which which one of those two options you talked about. Yeah. And I, so, and I, I have no idea knowing which one it's going to be, but uh, the Jazz have an opportunity here to be to be pretty good for a long time. Think about what happened this last year with the additions that Jazz made and then throw Derek uh, uh, Favors into that mix. I think they finished with a Well, if he plays the way he typically played for the Jazz, uh, not necessarily the way he played for the Pelicans. But if he is himself, uh, I think that advances the Jazz three or, three or four games, doesn't it? Oh man, it's it's kind of hard to quantify three or four games. Yeah, mm. I don't know. But to to rewind a couple days uh, when the Jazz traded Ed Davis to the Knicks and the Knicks agreed to pay that five million dollars left on Ed Davis deal, that opened this up as a possibility then to get both Clarkson and a guy like Favors in. 
uh, with this money. The Jazz, and there was a lot of people that were scratching their head about uh, and lamenting on Twitter and social media about the Jazz being quiet. They just got really loud. Yes, they did. I agree. I agree. How old is Derek Favors now? 29? I'll check it. Oh, man, he should be in his prime. This guy should be in his prime. 29 in July, so he'll be 30 uh, starting, uh, or in next July, he'll turn 30. So there you go. Derek Favors coming back to the Utah Jazz. And uh, th- that's right, Tom, throwing a boom in from uh, from afar. Uh, if you uh, just joined us, um, Derek Favors coming back, three-year deal, full mid-level exception. Uh, Jordan Clarkson uh, is also re-signing with the Utah Jazz. His is going to be a four-year deal valued at $52 million, right around $13 million a year. Which Eric more. Pincus told you guys on Monday, he thought, Jordan Clarkson could uh, get in around $13 million a year, and that's what that that's, comes out to. Yep, that's it right there. I, I'm telling you right now, I, I I have to applaud the Jazz on these moves. I, I I mean, it sounds like I'm a little higher on Derek Favors than you are, Jake, but they're better now. They're considerably better now. And you add Boyan Bogdanovich into that mix as well, and if, if uh, you know, if things come together the way they potentially could – I, I uh, am, am. Am I thinking more highly of this than you are? Because I do. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they they didn't. I like Derek Favors. I like his game. I don't know if if the need. I I just think that they needed more well rounded wing player to to round out the bench. I think they needed more that more than a backup big. I guess. But I think he's more than a backup big. I think there are there is a time and a place to have uh, Derek Favors on the floor along with Rudy. I I just think you're forgetting how crowded the lane got and how it, it was crowded it was for but, Rudy but, but, to get shots. But what was the what was the Jazz's defensive rating when they had those two? Okay, second in the league, and their offense wasn't as good. Remember how many, how often you complained about them not being able to score yeah, points? Yeah, but now that now they have Boyan Bogdanovich, and if Mike Conley comes around and comes loose again and starts playing the way he normally can, I you know I know that second one is a bit of an if, but Boyan Bogdanovich is pretty automatic. You also get the Joe Ingles favors pick and roll in the yeah, second unit, which is effective. I, I'm not trying to to, to poo poo it. I just sounds know. like he is, doesn't it, Austin? <laughs> I like Derek. He, you know what? He he came on our show all the time. It was awesome. He's got a great personality. I love the story. I love how he, uh, you know, really embraced this market. And uh, I don't think you'd find uh, there are fewer better people in the NBA. So yeah, I'm I'm not unhappy with the move at all. I just I I think the Jazz uh, coming from last year had some needs, and so Derek Favors fits a need. I got it. But I, I don't know. I think those needs are still there. Can we look at the math again? Because there are some that think the Jazz are now over. They are. And They're over the, so ca- that's, the tax. That's for sure. They're in the tax now. Yes. So Ryan Smith showing that he's willing to pay a little extra to get the this team where, closer to where they want it to be. Yep. Well, Derek Favors obviously wanted to come back to the Jazz. He had a positive experience here, and he, and he obviously – Wanted to come back, but I, I'm trying to think about the defensive differences from the year before last and last year and why the Jazz were the second best, and down the stretch, the best defense in the league versus last year when they were, what, middle of the pack? Yep. 
So what was the difference besides the absence of Derek Favors? I'm not going to give Ricky Rubio that much credit. Oh, I think he deserves some, though. Oh, I don't know. Well, I, hey, with Derek Favors on the team, the the defense isn't going to fall off a cliff when Rudy goes out of the game. I mean, that that does have an impact. And to it answer might your even, question, it, and it'll be better when both of them are on the floor. And you don't think that's going to happen, but I do. Well, it didn't really happen that much before. It, yeah, it did. I think you're I think you're miscalculating that, my friend. I don't. <laughs> So I, I have well, whatever, I remember those rotations. Whatever the combinations were, whatever the rotations were, Jake, the Jazz were much better defensively with Derek Favors on the roster. And Ricky Rubio is about five inches taller than Mike Conley. Yeah, and Ricky a better Rubio, defender. Come on, not by how much? Quite a bit. Uh, I don't think so. Well, I do. Back to this. <laughs> so here's uh, Derek Favors gave Tony Jones a quote. Uh, I'm blessed and grateful to be back with the Utah Jazz. So there you go. There Derek you go. Favors coming back. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson staying. We'll get to more coming up next live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, we'll talk to Tom next as well. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is the big show presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You know, it's pretty easy to go through in an analysis of the season and see you know, what the strengths of our team are and what are the things that we have opportunities to improve at. So certainly finding you know, talented wing, wing and guard defenders that don't compromise spacing. There, there's a multitude of ways that we can try to accomplish that, whether it be the draft or program here. There's solutions that way too. Um, just depending on the timeline and what's available. You know, as we approach the draft, I, I think there are some capable guys with those traits. I think there's also um, players out there in the draft that could be unique. Uh, to our our team that, that don't necessarily fit in a one on you know just checking a box. We look for you know high character, unique players, and they can come in all shapes and sizes. But we have multiple ways to to address that. Justin Zanuck, Jazz General Manager on the Big Show, uh, 97.5 and 12.80 Zone. Some thoughts right there. Just found out a little more news about the Derek Favors deal. Three year deal coming back, full mid level exception. The third year Gordon is a player option. Yes. So that's a, that's a little surprising to me. I would have thought it would just be a straight-up three-year deal or perhaps a club option in the third year. But, no, it's going to be a player option. How about that? Well, uh, it tells me that the Jazz really wanted him and were willing to leave that option in his hands as opposed to their own. But he likes playing with the Jazz. He wanted to come back to Utah. That's obvious. And uh, if he likes playing with the Jazz, then – then uh, th- maybe the chances are good that he'll exercise that in the, in, to the Jazz's uh, benefit when the time comes. Uh, I don't know what kind of player he'll be at that point, but he's only 29 years old right now. You would expect him to to be able to be a, a strong contributor uh, even in that third year. So we'll see what happens.
Well, he's certainly a fan favorite. I mean, the the uh, response overwhelmingly seems uh, has been a, a positive one amongst the fans, and and there's a good reason why why he was a fan favorite. He always played hard. The things about Derek Favors, you know, he always uh, played hard. He's not um, he, he does not have a malcontent personality by any means. In fact, he was uh, asked to do a lot of things that were out of his comfort zone, and, and he did them. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, I mean, there there are many, many good things about him personally. And, and like I said in the last segment, the story is great. I mean, his Gordon got traded here when he was 19 years old. Uh, he, he didn't know what he was getting himself into. You know, felt like a, a, a fish out of water. Um, and he, it took him a couple of years. And he talked about it on this show a, a, a few times. And he, he just really embraced the newness. And I admire that because that takes courage. You know, to embrace a, a new situation that you've never been in before, and uh, the way he he conducted himself as uh, as a jazz man was was really to be admired. And I I think that's part of the reason the Jazz probably are so willingly bringing him back because they know what they're getting, they know who they're getting, and they like it. Yeah, I I agree with everything you just said, right on the money. And uh, now they'll benefit from having him back, and they can add to it the flexibility of what they've already what they added to the year before with Evan Boyan Bogdanovich. Did they have a shooter like Bogdanovich when Favors was here the first time? No, I mean no, Joe. Joe's a pretty good shooter, right? But they still have Joe, right? Right, but he so, was on so, the team before, right? But it, so it gives them they're better offensively and they're better defensively than they were. Uh, well, they're better offensively than they were two years ago, and they're better defensively than they were last year. So that that's that's quite a strong statement. All right, we're live at the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five South, three hundred West. Don't forget about Orm as well, eighty-six East University Parkway. Jumping on with us once again, of course, our good friend Tom. Tom, let's last spot of the day. Let's blow some minds. That, that's a double boom. Yeah, right. We got to do it up. Double boom. How about uh, we're going to do a Derek Favor special? All right, I like it. We're going to do uh, anybody who comes in tomorrow or Monday and buys the Split King adjustable bed. I'm going to give you $150 free mattress protectors. All right. We weren't ever going to do that again because yeah, were... the price doubled. But we got to celebrate Daryl coming back. Or sorry. Derek. Derek coming Derek. back. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, big, big news. And it, big news. Uh, we were just saying off the air last break, come on, I thought the Jazz were going to do something, and then boom, it happened. Yeah, awesome. I love it. Yep. Uh, news comes fast and furious. It does. Come and see us. We also have the $599 Queen adjustable bed and the head up, foot up, the award-winning base. It's the best base in the industry. $1,700 on Amazon. We'll do the whole thing, including the mattress, for eight ninety nine. Come and see us. And then if you buy a, a Split King, I'll deliver it free in honor of... Uh, the Jazz Derek Favors. How about show. that? Boom. Boom free. Pretty cool. All right. Take advantage of it, people. 1825 South, 300 West. It's the warehouse. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We will get to more big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.
Wrap it up. A big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, boy, Gordon, uh, free agency began and things were a little quiet on all on the jazz front. And then, bam, 530 segment hits. And uh, Derek Favors is coming back and Jordan Clarkson is staying. That's right. And the Jazz uh, obviously have Boyan Bogdanovich in the fold and Mike Conley. And then you bring back Derek Favors and Jordan Clarkson. Now you've got some offensive firepower alongside uh, Donovan Mitchell. And, uh, and, and at the defensive end, you're better. I, th- this, is, this is a bit of brilliance on the part of the Jazz, in my opinion. Uh, you know, and we haven't figured it out. And you and I have been going back and forth a little bit on why the Jazz were so much better defensively with Derek Favors on the roster than they were last year. And I say it was a whole lot more to do with Derek Favors than, it, and you want to throw Ru- Ricky Rubio in there too. But I, I mean, I, I just don't think that he was that great a defender. And Derek Favors is quite good. So the Jazz have shored up their defense without uh, penalizing their offense because Jordan Clarkson is an explosive scorer. And then you you factor in Boyan Bogdanovich, who was injured through the, the, the bubble time for the Jazz. Uh, I think they're considerably better than they were before today. Well, the, the defense is not going to fall off as much when Rudy leaves the floor. Definitely agree with that. And it'll be better when both of those guys are on the floor. See, this is where you and I differ, because I don't think that's going to happen much. Because it didn't happen much before, as much as you like to pretend that it did. I, I well, you you said it was two minutes. They were on the floor together more than that, Jake. And they were the best defense in the league for much of that time. So right. and Derek Favors on. had something to do with that. They were they were bad defensively when Rudy was off the floor. Like not not, not just bad, but like worst team in the league bad. <laughs> so that is that's not going to be the case. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and I think on those occasions when they want both of those bigs in there that it'll be very difficult for teams to do what they like to do as much as any other scoring position, and that is either dunk the ball or lay the ball up uh, right there in the uh, restricted area. And uh, the, now they got to worry about the, uh, the three-point shot. But they had pretty much the same defenders the year before when they were one of the best defenses in, in the league as they were – uh, as they would be otherwise, but now Derek Favors is back in the pool again. Well, and so. they were missing different players that were not on the team, you know, Jay Crowder and that sort of thing. They were playing young guys. I don't think it's it's the puzzle piece that they just took Derek Favors off the floor that, that you want to think. Do you know how many minutes he, he played the last time he was in a Jazz uniform? How many? You want to take a stab at it? I have no idea. 23. Okay. And how much of that time was spent with Rudy? Well, Rudy spends about, uh, what, 15 minutes off the floor? So subtract 15 from that number. <laughs> We're still not figuring out. It's eight minutes. <laughs> I know. but It's okay. eight minutes. Okay. Well, that's substantial. You said two. That's not substantial. You said two minutes. I was obviously exaggerating, Gordon. And, and when were... When were those minutes? Were they important moments in the game? I don't know. Only in the playoffs, and that didn't make Rudy really happy. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Jazz it's going to go how it went last care. time. He's going to be the backup big. So they're going to be the second best defense in the league? No, he's going to be the backup big. That's the role he's coming <laughs> into play. Okay, but look at what the effect it had on the team. And some other stuff, granted. All right, Gordon, we, we can argue about this on Monday. Enjoy your All weekend. Right.
You too, my friend. All right. Big thanks to the warehouse and Thomas crew for hosting us as well. 1825 South, 300 West. Don't forget about their warm location as well. 86 East University Parkway. It's a big show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.